Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig, and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. The headline today, Dirty Leeds, sunk by Conor Gallagher's late strike as Chelsea went out 3-2 winners against Leeds in the FA Cup. I'm Chris and today I'm joined by my good friend Brady. How are we feeling after another win in the Cup? and an- Well, another home win, I should say, in the Cup. We're getting quite lucky with that. Well, I've had a couple of pods out. Uh, I went missing like Chelsea an extra time on Sunday. But... Uh... <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's Chelsea and Cups, isn't it? I mean, the journey never seems to end unless we hit extra time against uh, Klopp's Kirby kids. But yeah, it wasn't exactly redemption, but it was a building block. And there's a lot of noise around the club at the moment. And I saw an athletic article that said, you know, it's quieted the noise for now. Turn the volume down a little bit. Yeah, it was a win's a win. wasn't completely convincing, but in the circumstances, I think it's a good, um, a good victory. Yeah, I think coming off quite a long and arduous game against yeah. Liverpool... The emotions, um, the the obviously the negative feeling afterwards, and then it, it was a game we just had to win. I think, and yeah. that's exactly what happened, which which was great because I think when we were sitting there in the stand in the 90th minute, we were thinking, "Oh God, we're not going to watch another 30 minutes of this rubbish." Yeah. <laughs> but um, Gallagher turned up, and I think it was an air of relief as much as anything. So yeah. let's let, let's talk about the game. So obviously. Um, there were uh, five um, changes that Poch made to the to the team. Um, mm-hmm. It was a team full of sort of people who maybe <laughs> haven't been playing recently um, as well. So that was good to see. Um, Chelsea won three two. Obviously, fifty one percent possession to forty nine percent. So Chelsea slightly leading the possession stats. Five shots on target of ten. Uh, for Chelsea, three on target of 13 for Leeds. They actually had more shots than us. Um, I actually think they had a slightly better expected goals as well. I think that's um, 0. 0. 1.45 to our basically one XG. Yeah, so quite, uh, yeah. <laughs> not ideal. But maybe four, big tells... chances, four big chances for them and two for us. So yeah, it wasn't great in the stats really. No, the stats told a very... Uh, well, a story with Leeds had the better of us, and and, yeah. and I think more so maybe in the second half. But how did you see how did you see the lineup and the stats? I mean, I think Potts alluded to it afterwards. Um, he was asked on ITV afterwards. A lot of people were shocked um, on X, and if I'll get the plug in early this week, uh, if you could follow us at Eat Sleep Chelsea on X, that'd be great, and maybe get up to five k. We're hoping for ten k followers by the end of the year. So if you could help us reach that target, that'd be fantastic. Even if it's a bit, a bit of an optimistic target, but. Got to be optimistic in these uh, slightly pessimistic times as a Chelsea fan. Anyway, um, yeah, he, he changed, I think, force changes. I think uh, Cole Palmer was still throwing up. He said, apparently, he was sick. I think he was still throwing up like the rest of us from Sunday. <laughs> still vomiting. Um, I think Chile and Gallagher were leggy, I think. Um, I'm not sure if that was an excuse what you said, but Gilchrist came in at left back. Um, I was quite surprised that. I was quite surprised he didn't play Gusto left back and Gilchrist right back. But anyway, Chalabra obviously came in for Colwell, which is quite surprising because he wouldn't think Colwell would be massively tired. Although he did go on that lung-busting run at Wembley on Sunday that probably uh, burned him out a bit. And then Madueke and Madrid come in and obviously Sanchez as well. So yeah, it was quite... I think changes were needed. Um, you bring in, It was quite funny because you're bringing in players who are quite fresh but quite rusty. And we saw that, uh, especially with Sanchez in this game. Um, but yeah, it was. I think changes were needed, and uh, yeah, I mean Leeds also rotated a lot for this game, uh, quite a bit. They they benched Somerville and um, Noto, so Nonto, sorry. So yeah, both teams rotated quite a lot. Yeah, I think afterwards Potter said that a few of them weren't feeling too good. Yeah, I know he said Palmer was. was I mean, none of, none of us were really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, I might throw a sickie in on Tuesday morning. <laughs> to be honest, after that, I mean, it was it was gut wrenching, wasn't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think if we look at the the kind of first half and how that played out, um, I think it was it was a it was a it was. Just kind of, I mean, we've had these kind of nervy starts, but it was a bit of a like nothing start to the match. First ten minutes, like zipping the ball around at the back, like we we like to do without really any sort of penetration. There was one nice pass from Mudrick to Sterling, which he miscontrolled. But um, and then 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 we ran into the mistake 
for the goal. Just uh, <clears throat> a bit of a common theme that played out throughout the game from Disaster was his yeah. decision making and general uh, sloppiness on the ball. And yeah, they gave the ball away, and maybe Sanchez could do better. But um, it, you know, when you're watching it live, it's like it just looked like a certain goal, and and that's what happened. So um, yeah, poor poor from that, but a good reaction I thought from the team. Um, yeah. Some nice moves um, that we played down the wings, and obviously we've got a really nice goal from Jackson, um, which I think was a superb pass um, from from Caicedo. Um, who's kind of slipped it through the lines uh, really nicely, um, and and a really nice goal from Mudrick as well. Yeah. Um, that Sterling provided after. I think Christian. that was one of the goals of the season. I think that was a fantastic goal. When you look at the, yeah. ten, the ten, I mean the I mean a team goal. I mean individually, obviously you're going to get a thirty yard banger, which will get the headlines. But individually, um, probably including the attempts when I talk about Mudrick, but it was zero point eleven. XG chance, very very difficult chance on the half on kind of like not the half volley, but it just bounced up, and bounced, bounced just before it got to him. It could easily have hit his shin. So um, it was two very clinical goals and players you do not associate with clinical finishing. So that was very refreshing. Yeah, really nice. Um, and yeah, we went, we I don't, obviously maybe we could have done a little bit more, but um, yeah, I think first half it was a poor start and then a good reaction and some good team goals mm. and. Um, very really nice to see. Uh, and Mudrick, I thought, had a cool celebration as well. Um, yeah, I think that's something to do with him running too fast, is it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy I was sitting next to, my stepdad's friend, John, uh, he, they were calling him Roadrunner. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> he was doing the beep-beep uh, sound, so... yeah, Isn't, I think he, isn't was... he Ukraine Bolt? Yeah, oh, that's very nice. That's, that's much better. But um, <laughs> he does need to slow down a bit. Him and Madiweke, to be honest, uh, need to sort of chill out when they're on the ball. Um, yeah, but I think I that'll just come with time, maybe. Yeah, definitely. But um, the raw attributes are there. The application just isn't. And repeating ourselves, really, when it comes to young players. Um, there's a good quote from Lee and Tooney. Um, they were always referenced, obviously. Athletic correspondent for Chelsea. Chelsea's acted a few things tonight, but Bottle wasn't one of them. Um, I think that was really prevalent in this game. I mean, it was a, when you think about it, it was... it was. I was actually trying to watch it at work a little bit. I couldn't watch this game. I watched it back today. But... Um, you know, to go one nil down in the manner that we did, I mean, you're thinking, well, this 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 could really go south here. And the noise around the manager and the bottle jobs and all that, Gary Neville and all that. To be two one up at half time was wouldn't say we almost say be miraculous, but it was surprising. I mean I wouldn't have bet I would bet against us being two one up at half time after that start. You thought they you thought they might have, you know, might have struggled to go behind. So yeah, it was refreshing to see that again at a time because when we go one nil behind in the manner we did at a crowd that is kind of I wouldn't say gladiator Russell Crowe baying for blood but you know there's any sort of reason to get on the team and we saw that with the Sterling thing later on so yeah to to win the game was very important yeah how do, what do you think of the second half obviously we went behind I think the um... second half was I think you just saw the mental and the I mean the players were knackered I mean, Caicedo at the end, I don't know if you saw, he literally collapsed. Mm. Um, phenomenal effort. And that is a problem we're going to have. Just a bit of a macro point I want to touch on. We are going to have to rotate. Uh, last night, obviously, we didn't start Gallagher. and We played like a more attacking player in that 8-10 position, or more like a 10. We're going to have to do that in these games because Caicedo, Gallagher, or Enzo, they're going to get injured because we've got no backup players. I mean, Lavia, I mean... No idea we're going to see him. They've got those injuries where, a little bit like Carney had earlier in the season, Carney's another one we can mention. Got no cover in central midfield whatsoever. Got Cassidy, but to throw Cassidy in against, you know, if we had to throw, he can't play against Leicester. Um, and, you know, to play Cassidy against Brentford away is quite, quite a big ask, just like throwing him in. So we have to rotate these players. And I think it was just getting back to the game. I think it was mental fatigue. I think Leeds were at it. They were like, like busy bees, really. They were just like really energetic. Uh, they rotated, they were fresh, they were being buoyed by their 5,000 away support who were very loud. And yeah, we just struggled through the game. And in the second half, I think it was just a quite a rare moment of quality from Enzo Fernandez at the end where it was almost like, again, a boxing analogy, like a, a last kind of roll of dice, just like fr- throw a haymaker in. And he, he, he kind of got himself on the ball, Enzo, rather than got into the ball, ran into space and then did a through pass and Gallagher with a great finish that he didn't have on Sunday, but 
he, you know, he found his shooting boots and um, he lost at Wembley and yeah, very happy and on to the Potch's bottle jobs onto the quarterfinals. That's it. Let's talk about the uh, the bottle jobs. Let's talk about temperatures. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Um, right, uh, right. You're going to go first. Um, who's in your freezer from I mean, last night? This guy. I haven't been. I wasn't on the behind enemy lines pod, which I thought was great. By the way, I thought it was uh, you know two sets of siblings talking football really well. So that was a great pod. I was uh, I was unhappy that wasn't part of it, but also the dynamic was really good before you, so it was great. Um, I, the last time I spoke about this player, he's boiling hot. And he loves to fly for climate to climate. He must have a lot of air miles. It's, uh, he's back in the freezer, I'm afraid. It's Axel de Zazzy. Um, bit of a hangover from... I mean, I want, to talk about the fi- I want to talk about the final a little bit as well. Just kind of a double freezer, I guess. I don't know if you have. Have you heard of that term, the yips? That they get in cricket where they just kind of... They get a wrist spasm where they sort of just... They just throw the ball anywhere. Have you heard that before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's almost got the foot version of that sometimes at the final. I mean, he was just giving the ball away for fun. Slipping over... Nervous, and on X today there was a lot of heat for Robert Sanchez. And don't get me wrong, he clipped it out. He clipped it out of um, touch a couple of plays, uh, a couple of times, and he gave Mudrick a hard time. You know, uh, with his uh, distribution out out onto the left. But that first goal for me is ninety percent Axel Dzassi's fault. Just go long. I mean, or go back to the keeper. Axel Dzassi is the out ball every time we we play out. Seemingly most of the time. So yeah. he should be very used to, you know, whether to go long, whether to go short. That was a really, really risky pass to Caicedo. And they love giving Caicedo, I don't know, I don't know what you call an XG pass, but an XP. But they love giving him like a 0.2 XP where he's basically got to pull off some amazing round the corner pass to get to, for, for, for it to be recycled to Gusto. Kick it long. Um, no, and just a game where, again, he was back to no tackles, only four recoveries, one interception, two clearances, one block. He's not involved enough. It's a poor game for him. Was, you know, he's got a lot of vibes. Good, you know, has been improving lately, so I'm not going to permanently stick him in the freezer, but he was poor last night and he was poor in the final. So, um, yeah, for me, he's back in the freezer, I'm afraid. Yeah, I think this is an easy freezer today. Um, Tazassi was absolutely awful. Uh, throughout the game, really, you know, it wasn't just that mistake. That was the one that was punished. And he's, to be honest with you, he's got away with a lot this yeah, season. Yeah. I mean, it was this was this is this has been like coming for a long, long time. And he's lucky that Liverpool didn't score a few from when he was mucking around in that game. So, um, yeah, he's not good. I think I'm happy to to settle on that on the ball, footballing wise. He is struggling, and he's in a very important position for us. Mm. To be to be that poor on the ball, and I worry. Well, I don't worry for him because I, I don't think he'll start if everyone was fit, for example. No. But um, I worry for him. This guy Fafana we have. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's not the one <laughs> yeah. at Burnley. We have this guy called Fafana who's world class, apparently. I'm not sure. But yeah, I just worry about like like forty million end of the window. He was scouted. He was on the list. Like, but but I, I just question like that purchase. Like he's twenty five as well. Like he wasn't like one of these like twenty year olds. We were I, like, okay. I, I could be wrong on this, but I believe when Stanley or Lawrence we used to be at Monaco, and there was a right. joke going ra- there was a joke going round last summer where Vivell, who left, who's left now, he was at Leipzig, so he had Nkunku, right, get my guy in, and I think I can't remember it was we de- it might have been Lawrence who uh, you I'm not, I'm not checked that. I think it was Lawrence who um who was at Monaco. I think he's just gone. This guy's good. Just get him. I think that's what's happened, and I think you know. They're, they're trusting the sporting directors a lot. I mean, we've we've bought in since um, uh, the guy from Brighton. We've got a new loans manager. I mean, Stanley and Lawrence, they've got the they've got the rule of the, the playground sort of thing. They can just do what they want, really. So, yeah. Um, I'm not saying he was a bad buy. I'm not saying that at all because he has some good attributes. But I think what we're seeing is a squad player who's playing every game, right? Um, that's but what he's happens. not. But yeah, I just think for 40 million, I, I would. Prefer, you could just play a youth player like 
Are we, are I'll say that players... 40 million isn't really that much money in today's market, is it? It's kind of pinned. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, I guess, we're I guess... desperate for money now, aren't we? We're scrambling around to sell people to get money on yeah, the books. Like, yeah. you just um... chuck 40 million at them. Like, I just think, I just don't think that that sort of thing there where I look at it, I'm like, that's not very well thought through. No. Like, I know no. Fafana got injured, but you. You, you, the, the just that can't be the solution. Is in the board's right. defence, I think it was you know um, a bit of physicality in there. All, all our other uh, defenders don't have amazing physicality. Like even Cole will. I mean, Cole will does a bit, but in the air he's not great. Uh, Baddy Shield sometimes have great physicality. So maybe just a bit of oomph, a bit of Tony Rudiger as we refer to. If you're gonna buy like a backup, like if you're gonna, if if you're desperate to buy a defender and you're at the last knockings. I think he's got to go for like Premier League experience. Yeah, he's he's definitely been scouted by one of the football directors. I mean, also yeah, yeah. it was just a weird one for me. And like, I mean, obviously, obviously, Lavia was pushed through by Joe Shields, so very similar. I'm not saying Lavia was a bad buyer because he, he never, you know, he looks like a phenomenal player uh, at Southampton. Eventually, when he eventually becomes a Chelsea player next summer, <laughs> I'm sure it'd be yeah. pretty good. But um, yeah, with with I said before with disaster. I mean, you look at Chalaba last night. I mean, Chalaba also wasn't great. You could probably put him in the freezer. Best rust. You can see with Chalaba, like he's kind of rusty. I'm not saying Chal- Chalaba's a better player, I think, yeah. to play in this the way that we're playing. So yeah. him playing fine, you lose a bit of physicality or whatever. But you can, you know, that's going to make us a much better offensive team because yeah. we're able to get out. Tazassi's making us a worse team. Yeah, <laughs> like we're just yeah. lo- like losing the ball constantly. It is odd that he is the out ball all the time. Yeah, um, it's just, it just doesn't make we, any we, sense. We never seem to we never seem to go left. And we've actually got Colwell and Chilwell who are actually pretty good players under pressure. So um, we don't always go right. But yeah, I mean, I don't think the first goal was Sanchez's fault, put it that way. And it wasn't a great night for Jazassi. And look, he might have been tired, to be fair to him. I mean, he's one of the six players, he's one of the five outfield players who started. I mean, Colwell's rotated a because he was tired. He might have been tired. So, yeah. and, and mentally fatigued. You, got, you, got, you have to put that. And he, he's gone back out there like Enzo and Caicedo. And Jackson, after running their legs out and having their hearts broken on Sunday, fair enough, but it was a bad performance. Yeah. Um, I just want a little, another little freezer. Oh, go on then. It's a, it's a Chelsea fans, man. Like, you've got to stop booing Raheem Sterling. Um, yeah. It's clearly, targeted, it's, it's clearly targeted and clearly personal, and I can probably say this on the pod. I think it's a racial element. I mean, we should also remember that Raheem Sterling received a racial slur from a Chelsea fan when he was a Man City player a few years ago. I obviously won't repeat it, but it was despicable. Um, and there's a bit of a weird analogy like, I, I don't know at the end of the Batman field of Dark Knight there's a bit at the end where he just says Batman says pointing the gun at the people responsible if you're going to boo people boo the board man I don't see Booley I don't see Bowley or Barley when they come getting booed Potch getting booed Raheem Sterling is not the reason we're 11th I mean he's hot, again he's hot and cold you spoke about it um, on the Behind the Only Lions pod last week you know that he's you know, he's hot and cold, but he's in a hot and cold team. And he got an assist last night. He wasn't amazing. And he wasn't good. He, he, his performance in the final was very disappointing. But I don't see any other players getting booed. You don't see Mudrick getting booed, even though he's stinking out the place some weeks. And Enzo, I thought in the final, was terrible. I don't see these players getting booed. And it's targeted and it's quite despicable, to be honest. So I just, just got to stop that. Don't like that. As the Chelsea fans do not like that. Not a good look. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. I I hate booing your own players. I don't know why people yeah. are booing Sterling. Like, he was. I thought he played reasonably well. Fine. Second half, I think there were instances where was he absolutely busting his gut to like get the ball. He looked like he was kind of walking around. But I don't know. Just is that enough to boo him? Like it's quite a serious thing to boo your own players. Like he. It's not as if he's done something horrible. Like um, you know, outside of um, outside of the game or something or you know, caught in some sort of scandal or something. So it is just a bit of a a strange one. And and I agree. I think the time for booing has to stop. And there's so much noise around him as well. Like, oh, should we sell Sterling? Sterling's going nowhere. I mean, all right, he's got a fat contract. So you're thinking, why would he? But he's committed to the club. I mean, I think in the summer, I said he changed his diet. I mean, at the start of the season, he was rapid. And that's why I've been a bit disappointed of him because he started a season like a house on fire and he hasn't really kicked on. But let's be honest, he's in a poor team. You know, he was in a good team at City, and maybe just need, maybe the player that you know he's not a, 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 he's not a talisman. You know, he, I know he's going to rise all tides. That phrase where the boats rise all tides. But I think if he, if we need a better team, he'll function better. And um, yeah, just got stuff. And also, like let's be honest, I'm not going to the games much at the moment because I'm working weekends. But the atmosphere at the bridge has been on life support for a while. The atmosphere is not good. I mean, 
and you and Craig are always like the players have got to play well for you got to get behind the team a bit, especially in a cup game. And also in the final, Liverpool sang for like six, five, six minutes straight in the extra time. The whole crowd, we've got outsung by Liverpool completely. Got to have better support for these young players because they need it. And that that I believe in the twelfth man theory. You just have to just get behind the team more. Put I that energy. Take, I think that'll take time though. Like people are yeah, expecting but... us to be a top team because. We yeah, spent but... loads of money. We put loads of trust in the people who are buying all these players. I think they're giving us the best players. I just think anyone with a decent IQ would work out that the, the board have not really bought that well. And in terms of age profile, like these are players who are not. They're basically just hammering on the one experienced player. That's your one out, isn't it? Like the one experienced player they're getting on. You know? But the, but you know you know much like the results this season against the the likes you know the top teams. I know I know mm. we beat Spurs, but most of the games we've. You know, there's been not really any games where you could be like, we've won that game and we, you know, we really like smashed a team that we, we weren't favourites for in the, in the league. And we haven't had that big moment. And I think a lot of the crowd sort of sitting there, you hear it before the game and you, you they're not expecting much. You know, there's not like, oh, you know, Chelsea, when when they turn it on, they're going to really get going. It's going to be exciting. It's it's quite slow, the games. Um, the build-up play is really long. and. <laughs> T- it tends to end with people just giving the ball away um, in, in sort of high areas. So I think, you know, the style of football, the <coughs> results, there haven't been any good real moments of the season. Um, it all just adds up. Yeah, but it been like, yeah, we beat, um, you know, Luton at home 3-0. You know, that was a good game, but that's a good result as well. But it, it's not like, you know, when Ars- we were tuning up against Arsenal, and you've watched the team just capitulate. You know, you're three two up against mm. City, and then you're four three down. You know, with five, two, you know, five minutes to go, whatever it is. And it's those sort of moments where you know Liverpool again in the in the cup. They're not really expecting much from the team, and there's not like another gear to the team either. Um, you're not as if you know Liverpool scored, and you're thinking, oh, these guys are. You know, there's still a chance for us. You know, we're so dangerous. It's not a dangerous team, and that plays out in the crowd. I just think, I do get all that, but I just think there's plenty of teams who are mediocre who have much better support than us at the moment. I just don't think our home support is very good at the moment, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm not at the games much, but when I go, it's a bit dead. And when the club don't help matters with that Argyle rubbish and all that, it just doesn't, the connection to the club isn't there. And Poch is pleading before, like, get behind the team, like, we need support. And like, all right, that doesn't translate. And look, he's an ex-Spurs manager, which I think definitely carries into it. And there's still a bit of a hangover from losing Tuchel and that sort of thing. But got to get behind these players because some of them are on like 300 year contracts so they're not going anywhere so you might as well support them that's just the way I'll see it yeah I think I think if you're playing a more exciting brand of football well to be fair Chris like I mean even in that City game you said we went 3-2 three, three, ahead we didn't we were 3-2 down and we went 3-3 three, three, and we we're 4-3 down and we went 4-4 four, four. I mean this team fight like you, you can't say this team don't yeah, but that's, fight that's, and the atmosphere of that game was amazing yeah, but I mean, I mean. But then I you mean, go next week and you get, you know, United. Yeah. Turn up United and you get people. You get. Yeah, I mean, somebody weighed. I mean, somebody weighed performances and. I mean, our home form this season is actually quite a bit worse than our away form in terms of. Like, I think we're about eleventh or twelfth in the home form table. So the home form's been bad, but I just think there's got to be a little bit of a balance. That's all. Yeah. Um. I don't have another freezer or anything. No. So do you want I, to thought Chal- I thought Chalaba was poor, but we'll give him the. Uh, the, the you know, his first real game for like, I don't know, probably getting on for a, I don't know, nine months. So and yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. he's, he's basically been casted out by by the board and saying, you know exactly. and he came out but he came out of a quote that, you know, all the noise around him and he just loves the club and wants to play. He loved that. I mean he might go in the summer but proper cob and lad and uh, love that. Warming up, um I think it's quite an easy warming up. I don't think uh well probably one of the easiest one. It's uh, it's M M. Not quite as good as M M&M. But probably got as many as many tattoos. It's uh, Mihailo Mudrik. Um, well, Poch, I think it was a bit of a last resort. He thought he'd just play him in the position of his shirt number in the ten. Clues, <laughs> clues, been in front of him the whole time to try and work it out. And um, he had forty-two touches, which does not sound like a lot, but for Mudrik, that is loads. I mean, usually he just barely gets over thirty. Um, he looked. He's a kind of player where he's a quite a flashy player confidence player bit of a flair player they need to be on the ball I think he just gets isolated a lot I think there's a bit of tumbleweed rolling down the uh, the touchline at Stamford Bridge when he's like just watching the game go by maybe that's why he uh, looked at his watch because he's usually looking at his watch and passing the time by when he's on the wing 
But um, he looked better essentially. Not sure if it's a good option going forward in some games because I'm not, I'm not sure his press is amazing. I haven't really analysed his press and stats for him, so he might be a good presser. I'm not sure though. Um, but like I said before, that macro point that I spoke about before where you can't play Kai Sodo, Enzo and Gallagher the rest of the season anymore because of the injuries. Not just because tactically. We're going to have to... I think we should... Get, I think Enzo should the bench soon. I think he looks knackered. I think his form's wavy. Um, and I think that using Madueke or Mudrick in a 10 versus some teams is a good option. Um, you could put Palmer in a 10 as well. So, yeah, I think it worked out quite well for him. And it was a really difficult uh, goal. I mean, again, I'll say it was 0.11 XG chance. Wonderful goal. And um, he's a moments play. He, he did a, a wonderful kind of no-look uh, curled crossfield ball over to Gusto. Fantastic. He's got a lot of ability. It's just, it's just, it's just channeling in that ability. And Poch said that, you know, a really good quote that Poch said, you've got to put your talent into the service of the team. I don't think you can put it any better with Madrid. He's got to play as a, as a team player. So it's not like one-on-one like football, basketball drills. It's not like, you know, trying to play nutmeg. You've got to play in the team and fit into the team. And if he does that better, it'll get more minutes. As simple as that, because the ability is there. Yeah, I've always sort of been a believer of Madrid's talent. You're his number one fan. You run the fan club. I'm, I'm, I, do you know what it is? I'm probably just the only one who just doesn't think he's... I mean, some of the comments I've seen about Madrid are absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. But um, yeah, look, you watch the game to like watch the game yesterday. Like, I think he's a really good player. Um, he's definitely got a lot of ability on the ball I think he's you know people say he's got a low footballing IQ I just don't see that at all like some of the passes he was playing I know and crosses he was putting in were, were fantastic and it's just like you said he just gets wasted a lot of the time because mm-hmm. people are not playing to the, his best strength which is you know when he's doing you know when he's running the games for Ukraine and like they're, they're moving forward he's picking up the ball you know a lot of the plays going through him and I think it was actually quite good that Palmer wasn't playing, to be honest with you, um, because I think he disrupts quite a lot of the balance of the team because everything goes through him and he drops in so deep, Palmer, that it's quite hard not to pass him the ball and then he moves forward. So you're always at the mercy of then asking people like Mudrick and um, if he is playing to, to run through. And I, I just don't think that's his game. Like That's not where I would say his biggest strength is. So... Um, yeah, it's. I think the balance of the team felt was quite good for him because Sterling and Jackson are quite good at running forward. So when he gets the ball, he was quite good at spotting them a few times. Um, and yeah, I was really happy for him to get the goal. I think it's important that he gets more minutes. But um, Speaking of minutes, it's only the second time he's got 90 minutes in 43 appearances for Chelsea. Yeah, and I think that's kind of telling of why he's not really kicked on. So, you know, will, will he be on the bench again on Sunday? Probably, and we might not see him again until Leicester. So, um, hopefully, you can. Um, you get, hopefully, I think Madueke and Mudrick should uh, put Madueke in here, but I think they should just be given more time. Like, I can't remember the last time they played together, no, but sure. I thought it looked quite good. It was like a four-two-two-two as well. Four-two-two. Yeah. I when they play inside the lines, it's just something that Chelsea. It's just you know, if you set up to play Chelsea at the moment, you're right. It's like if you negate Cole Palmer. You, you know, you, you're halfway there, really. Um, if we can mix it up tactically and throw in some curveballs coming up with games coming up, I think that's really good. When you look at Mujic's stack and transfer, and transfer market here, it's quite surprising. I mean, he's got um, six goal, six G slash A, three goals, three assists in the league in 868 minutes. So, but I, I, basically, he's got a goal or assist every 150 minutes in the in in all comps and in the league. It's pretty impressive, really. Um, similar to Sterling, actually. So, yeah, I mean, I just think he sometimes, I'm with Craig sometimes, sometimes just things that are just terrible. Like, and the things that he does are just really bad. And there have been some pieces on him that tactically he's just not quite there. On the left wing, I think he does struggle. But I think most of his issues are tactically. Um, That's when you talk about the IQ. On the ball, I think he's got an eye for a pass. I mean, I think he did that wonderful through ball for Nick Jackson against Villa. Don't you remember that? Like a no-look. Like, he did it for Havertz as well in the West yeah, Ham yeah. War game as well. Yeah, but like, he need you know he's 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 a creator. I think he just needs people. Yeah. You know, when he gets the ball, everyone just needs to be running forward. Yeah, and I think if you play like that, because Chelsea are so slow with their attacks, I think that just sort of kills him quite a bit. Like I think if he's playing it like you know a team like Tottenham this season, I think he'd be absolutely smashing it. The thing um, is, he's come from. I mean, De Zerbi prioritised him. With, uh, um, Dennis, because I didn't have anyone else. He's, he sort of become the best player in the team 
to like a bit part player for us. And I think he struggles with that. And I think he's had to be, when you hear him speak, he's actually a very humble person. I mean, a lot, there's a lot of said about, you know, he's posted on Instagram and gym videos and whatnot, but he's actually very humble when he speaks. Um, so quite well-mannered. So I think he's been humbled a bit by this move for a little bit. I think he's having to reassess his career a little bit and think about his role in the team and, Potter said to him, "Look, like if you, maybe a little bit. I think Son was a bit similar at Spurs, where tactically Son wasn't quite. I'm not sure it's a direct comparison, but I know Son struggled a little bit in the first season. He was in and out of the team. He just hit the ground running. And look at him now. And so similar players where they can be explosive and do fantastic things. And Mudrick has got a good finish on him. That last night showed that. I mean, he doesn't always really show it, but he's got a shot on him. So, and not many of our players can actually put the foot through the ball and hit it, to be honest. I mean, even Palmer can't. Palmer's not great at putting his ball for it. More of a flair player. So, if he can start, you know, testing goalkeepers from outside the box and, you know, things like that, that'd be great. Another string to our bow. Cool. Um, up? Yeah, I was going to put Madueke as my... Yeah, definitely, yeah. Warming up. Um, it was nice to see him starting. Um, I really, really... What really annoys me about Madueke is... He just doesn't release the ball quick enough. Yeah, but I thought, um, you know, the way he moves, the way he gets the ball, his, you know, he, he keeps the ball quite well. He's quite, you know, doesn't give it away, which is, I guess is part of is the other side of the coin of him not not passing it. But if 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 I was all I need him to do is play a game where you're only allowed to take like three touches on the ball and you either pass or shoot. I think he would be amazing. There were so many times in the game where he does something amazing and then. He just won't play the pass quick enough, or it'll take too long, and then you know the gap closes up. And I think he needs to be a little bit more selfless, um, and, and you know, a bit like what Potts was saying, you know, play more for the team and 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 just give it away a little bit. Because I think all the he has all the right ingredients. I think he's got a decent shot on him as well. Um, oh, he's got a very and, good shot on him. Trust me. Yeah. So just just some fine tuning for him. But yeah, again, I'd like to see him play a bit more. You know, games like Palace where he. He doesn't have a good first half, fine. And then he gives the ball away and, you know, he's held on to it too long and he loses it. But It was a shame for him, that Palace first half. But then he the gets taken off. Absolute, yeah, but he gets taken off and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. You've got, you know, Gusto, again, I'll go back to him, he's a really good example. You know, he's so up and down in the games. You saw that against Liverpool, right? He just, you know, but you've got to play through it with these young guys. Like, just, just let them fine, have these bad touches and, and they will give the ball away. But you have to rely on them that at one point in the game, that talent will shine through and they'll make the big difference. And I think like, fine, Madueke didn't score in the game, but you know, he was part of a lot of the guys and, you know, that's worth quite a lot to us if we want to be a more forward thinking team. And I liked the fact that we were a bit more attacking with those two and fine, there are deficiencies, but I'd rather have that than watching, you know, Gallagher, Caicedo and Enzo, you know, zipping the ball around in midfield for, for 90 minutes, you know, it's a bit... I said it before, he's got to make a choice, Poch, where he's got to pick two of those three and play him. I don't like this. Yeah, it's, it's good because it's more risk. It's a more risky strategy and people will be like, oh, you need to worry about what the other team's doing. I think we'll just, just give up with that. Just go for yeah. it. Like let's, yeah. let's try and get something on these teams and, and then when we're ahead, then bring on like, all these midfielders and defenders and worry about people on the counter. Like, oh, he needs I think, to... Hey, go on. No, I just think we've got to get ahead of it and like these two are just yeah. good players where we can go mm. just go for it yeah I mean actually uh, Spy Neil Barnett who I haven't always uh, enjoyed his questions in the press conference he, he had a great question about it he said you know to Poch then Poch even says a good question you know these players when are they going to get to play because they're playing into form themselves now and then they'll probably be dropped and I don't know if you heard a bit of a warming up for Neil Barnett Spy he said uh, we don't usually swear on the pod, but he said, should Gary Neville have been called out for talking bollocks? So I thought that was quite enjoyable uh, <laughs> after, after all the nights of the last uh, yeah. the last few days. I mean, the whole press conference was shocked. I think you were a bit shocked when I said it there as well. Um, the, the press conference was abruptly ended afterwards, but yeah, it was quite good. And yeah, just a matter of I think, called it from kind of, not day one, got, got a lot of high hopes for this player as a kind of wavered up and down with the form just like a lot of this team but I think he's got some really good raw attributes can eat up ground got a fear factor has got a good shot on him 
Yeah, it's got to play him. And the thing is, looking at the FFP and the PSR situation, we haven't got loads of money to be like spending on big wingers and you know the Rafinhas of the world and like that sort of thing. That's done. Like, once we spend the awesome money, that's all we got. We don't really have this big treasure chest of players. Maybe we we'll get left back. We can't buy loads of new wingers. And you've also got players like Kenji Piaz. You've got Hutchinson at loan at Ipswich. We've got loads of wingers on the books. So just play what we got. You you know you've got to. I said it before a little bit about the board a little bit and the manager is like, you know, you've made your bed line it. You've got these players. Let's see if they're any good and they need more minutes to play well. And I do think it's got to be a meritocracy like we've spoken before. And there's definitely been times this season where Sterling's just been played because he is Sterling um, a little bit. And I think that, I think that's the same with Enzo sometimes. I think he's just played because mm. he's a big money signing a little bit. I yeah. think he's, I think there's been times when he clearly needed dropping. Uh, and I think he should probably be dropped for Brentford personally. Um, he looked He looked dead on his feet. Um, I think he could probably do the rest. He was terrible in the final. Really lucky to avoid a freezer from you guys on the behind any lines. And I would play like a Gallagher Caicedo pivot personally, um, just to get Enzo out of the team and maybe bring Enzo on for a bit of control later in the game. But um, yeah, I think got to chop things up a little bit. Potts. He's kind of got this like you know the four at the back, the three in midfield, and that structure. I think for the last whatever we've got fourteen games of the season, he's got to chop it up a bit and surprise teams a bit more for me. Yeah, absolutely. No. Okay. Um, do we do you boiling hot? No, I mean you would say that like it was uh, Mudrick and Madueke were somewhere between a boiling hot a kettle when it's nearly boiling. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really a boiling hot performance. We lost in XG in both halves. Um, I do want to talk about Conor Gallagher just a little bit. Not boiling hot. I mean they've got to offer him the contract now. Uh, it's four goals, six assists. Uh, I'll be fair. That was his first goal at Stamford Bridge. Um, that was his first goal at Stanford Bridge this season, which you know, speaks volumes about the lack of goals he's getting. But he's got, I think he's got four goals in the last five games. Um, six assists. We've gone undercover. Of course, got to get in the contract. It's, it's not complicated. There's loads of other assets we can sell. Give him 150k a week. Just move on with our lives. I just don't see what's going on. And they need to offer him it and get it sorted before that June 30th deadline because we won't be able to sell him. So they've got to be sharpish about it and... I, don't, I think there's a bit of kind of disagreement at board level about it. Just get your ducks in a row and get a strategy sorted. Put up or shut up, basically, is what I'm saying. Sell him or don't, because he deserves a new contract. If you're going to sell him, you've got to start deciding what you're doing. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I mentioned this on the pod on, Monday, uh, on, on the Liverpool game, but yeah, you need to make a decision. You know, there's too much ambiguity around this player and we need we need him. I think he's a great player. Um, I really do. I think he's shown this season... You know, if we had signed him for for you know twenty million or something, people'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy's going to be one of our best players for the next five years." Suddenly, it's now we've got to bid him off for for FFP money, and I'm like, I just don't see it. Like, we've got to keep him. He's if someone who's playing well. Keep them. Don't don't sell the people who are playing well. Yeah. And um, I mean, you yeah, saw on Sunday as well. I mean, what happened in extra time? Conor Gallagher went off. The team just died of death. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the that, energy that, levels. that was definitely yeah. that was definitely correlative. Like that's definitely correlated. Like you can't yeah. deny that. Like there's been times when Conor Gallagher has gone off, and he t- not the quality of the team, but the energy of the team has died. All right, yeah. Do you want like you said on the pod last week? Do you want all these big chances falling to Conor Gallagher in a cup final? No, you don't, because he isn't. He's kind of six slash eight. He's in a bit of a goal scoring tear at the moment, but he isn't. You know, he's got a good shot on him, but he's not a finisher, especially one-on-one. I mean, Conor Gallagher one-on-one finishing. I mean, he got scored a goal one-on-one last night, but... Yeah, but was, he, the, the goal last night was deflected. Yeah, he even put it in the middle of the goal, you know. He's not he's not a killer. And that, everyone goes on about that Kelleher chance where Palmer was through on goal. I mean, he's knackered because he's gone up the pitch to get it. Kelleher, who had a fantastic game, spread himself. It's a difficult chance. I mean, people do this nonsense and, like, freeze-frame it on X. They don't know what they're talking about. I mean, even when he hit the post against uh, Liverpool... You know, good technique, did fine. Um, I think we've got to be more worried about getting in Kunku fit and getting Jackson more goals, getting Sterling and Mudrick and Madueka get their GA up because Gallagher's doing plenty loads for the team. So it's just not complicated. Even Kevin De Bruyne, it doesn't need to be this like, oh, are we going to let another De Bruyne? Like, it's just he's a good squad player. He's playing well. He's you get him for free. He's probably got really good resale value in two, three years if he doesn't work out. Just get him a new contract. It's not really not complicated. It's not complicated yeah. at all. Yeah, boiling heart for me. I didn't. I don't think I had one, but no. I do want to shout out Caicedo just that I, I really yeah. enjoyed his performance and um, 
I mentioned last week, got to get him further forward. I don't like him at the back. And I, I've been talking about his passing all season. You know, got to get him. He's such a good passer of the ball in high areas. And another really, really unbelievable pass for the Jackson goal. It was a very Brighton goal. I felt that one. Yeah. Um, when it went in, I was like, oh, yeah, that, rem- that reminds me of watching Brighton. And um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's who we are now. But yeah, yeah. it's it, it was, you know, that's Brighton that's where too. he can be. You know, that's the he's the player that people think Enzo Fernandez is maybe there because that's exactly what we're looking for. And I thought, you know, there were some areas where he's, you know, he's getting the ball, he's spreading up the pitch, he's playing the ball into the channels, he's received, he wants to receive it again. You know, he's proper midfielder and he gets up and down. And I, I, I think he's a, people been slagging him off. I think for for all season, and I don't see it. I don't, I think it's almost like jealousy because maybe it's coming from the Liverpool fans. But this guy is a proper player, proper proper player. Yeah, he I think it's do... interesting that Jack said last week that he said he was really poor in the game, and Jack and Jamie have got really good football IQ. But I think there's a little bit of they don't see the things that he's doing and the deficiencies in the t- in the team he's playing. He's doing pretty well. Um, yeah. And, you know, he isn't, the thing is, he isn't a 110 million man plan player. He just market value is driven up by that. Like, you know, a lot like, you know, you say Rice probably looking at what he's given to Arsenal, 100 million, 90 million is about right. But with Caicedo and especially Enzo, it's, it's 30, 40% lower than that. There's young players who just, there's a lot of hype around them. Brighton drove a, a tough, a tough a, you know, a hard deal. And that's it. There's a big, the big market about Obviously, Liverpool will give a big bid for him. He's learning his trade, and look, my one issue with Caicedo is a bit of a hothead. He's definitely a hot, red heart, red calf risk in big games, and obviously that Graven Birch uh, tackle as well was pretty naughty as well on Sunday. But yeah, he was doing really well. And um, I'll be honest, like a lot of Chelsea fans, I think they think of it as like Enzo, Caicedo, and Gallagher. I put, I think out of those three players, Enzo is the worst out of Gallagher and Caicedo by by some distance, personally. I don't I think, think I, I wouldn't say he's the worst. I would say he's the least effective. I think he's a player who we've seen his ceiling, to be honest, already. I don't see how he can improve, really, personally. That's tough to say because I don't, yeah. think, I don't think physically he can improve. He won't get faster. He won't get stronger. He's a tidy player. He's I, think kind of... you, I think you can reap the benefits of Enzo when you're a much better team, though. Yeah, no, and a little bit like Jorginho, I'm comparing to. Just, he can tick us over and, bit like that and things like that. But, and last night, he showed something where... He took the ball by the horns a little bit, dribb- dribbled through, and put a ball through. We need to see more of that from him. He's going to be our, you know, our talisman and all this sort of thing. And I know he loves playing for Chelsea, Enzo. I know that he, well, you know, he held the shirt up after Villa, and he's got a couple of goals recently. But he isn't good in the final third. We saw that at the back heel rubbish on Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think, I think Potts has got a decision to make. I just think you've got quite a nice opportunity to rotate these three midfielders and just keep them fresh for the rest of the season because Lavia and Ogochikwa are not coming back anytime soon, trust me. So, um, yeah, it's important to keep them all fresh. Because if we get an injury in midfield, Ma, um, uh, Ma on the YouTube, fantastic, uh, like really funny Chelsea um, YouTube commentator, said that if one of these players get injured, imagine Kaisado gets injured, what are we going to do? Put Cassidy in there for the rest of the season? What are you going to do? have got no one. Can't buy anyone. You have to put Chadabra in midfield or something. So, I think it will be Cassidy. It will be Cassidy. Got, it will well, be Gallagher Cassidy and Enzo. Is, it'll be Gallagher is. and Enzo, wouldn't it? Because they played yeah, at the beginning then, of the season. Lose a, then we lose a big part of our team, you know? So, I mean, they, remember that Kaiseda wasn't playing, you know, everyone ropes back to that amazing Liverpool performance at the beginning of the season. You know, Kaiseda wasn't playing in that game. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. If Kaiseda has improved since I, I just think... I don't think... I'm not saying he's a bad player. I mean, My point was, is... I mean, that, Enzo started... He, he peaked really early in the season. He hasn't had a better performance since, really. So but if you're gonna if you're gonna buy all these players, like you shouldn't need like if Caicedo gets injured, the 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 game should still continue yeah. in the right way, you know, in terms of I just think playing. I just think it's quite a nice opportunity, especially with like some green shoots from uh number ten in terms of Madueke and Mudrika's options, you can put Palmer in a ten. Uh Carney, if he ever gets fit, you can put in that area. Um it's something we should look at, I think. Um that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, um, look, we won the game. It was a, it was a fantastic last minute. Oh, a little quiz, actually. Do you want a little quiz? Yeah. The last time we were all there at this game, the last time we beat Leeds three two at the Bridge was in a twenty one twenty two season. Can you name all all four goal scorers that day? Four goal scorers. And the thing about this, uh, Leeds and Chelsea, one's really difficult. And the thing about this, only one of these players stood at the, uh, their respective clubs. 
Okay. Well, I think that Jorginho scored the penalty at the end. He scored two. He scored two? Oh, wow. Yeah. He scored two penalties? Mm-hmm. Wow. Tony Rudiger won. Did won Alonso Rudiger. score? No. Hmm. Very was controversial Chelsea, Very controversial Chelsea uh, figure. Lukaku? Mm, even more controversial. Even more controversial than Lukaku? Wow. Um, probably the biggest... It was in the in the news all summer. In the news all summer. Well, this summer or that that summer. The one, the one just gone. Oh, Mason Mount. Mason Mount scored, and he gave it to the the, the Leeds fans. It was uh, yeah, was I think he goal, made actually, I think. he made it two one, I think, or one one. Um, yeah. Can you name the Leeds goal scorers? One is one is pretty simple because it was basically their only one of their best options, only good players. But going to get some hatred from these fans. Their talisman in that in that season, and then someone was Stamford. No, keep going. We tried to buy him a couple summers ago. Oh, Rafinha. Rafinha, and then if if you, if you get this one, I'll be very impressed. He actually made it two two at the shed end. I remember this goal. Shed end. He came on in the game, I think. Young uh... player. Young, but um, I'm probably not going to get this if it's a young player for Leeds. Maybe... Joe Gerald Hart. No, no, we never got. And that. he is the only one still playing for the, for respective clubs. All the other players have left. So. Nice, very nice, nice very little nice. Uh, impromptu quiz. Lovely. Well, Craig's been slacking recently, so I've got to step in. So that's it. I might have to regain my title the way Craig doesn't seem bothered anymore. So he's got got the good format, but he's got a bit lazy. So I've got to step his game back up. There you go. It's a meritocracy, isn't it? So Yeah, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Maybe we'll punish him and send him to see our goal. Can we do um I know you and well we should tell the listeners, you and Craig are going on Craig Stag do over the weekend. So It's the big be, stag, yeah. We can't say the location, but you'll be somewhere uh different for uh watching Chelsea Brentford on Saturday at three PM. Uh, <laughs> I'll be watching it in some in some pub with a, you know, lots of pints and banter. They might be a bit hungover, I suppose, after the Friday. Do you, should we do a little prediction? What's your prediction for the game? My prediction for the game is I think we're going to win. Yeah, I do I, too. I think I thought we were going to win lots of games this season. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, no, I think, um, well, there's a couple of ways to look at it. But, um, yeah, I think look, Brentford aren't in uh, in any sort of good form. Let, let's be honest, they're they're wavering at the at the relegation zone now, and they've only got what one win in the last six, um, and that was away at Wolves. So, yeah, I'm I'm quite confident um, that I think we can put in a decent performance. Whether that will be enough to to win the game, I think, not sure. Um, It'd be interesting to see how much of the performance levels we saw uh, in the Leeds game make a difference, i.e. Mudrick and Madaweke. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it could be a, a game that we could actually win. I think it's potentially come at quite a favourable time, which yeah. um, is quite nice. So yeah, I'll go for Chelsea 2-1 two, two, to yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, I actually was going to go for 2-1 Chelsea as well, funny enough. Um, the main thing you're worrying about in this game is uh, the physicality uh, element, which is maybe why I wouldn't play Enzo, because I think he might get run over a little bit in this game. Um, obviously, set pieces is something we really need to look at, because yeah, we can see the set piece in a very important game recently. I'm not sure if you remember. And uh, yeah, we could see it against a cross last night, kind of inverted cross that might come in from a free-kick kind of area. So, um, you know, 20 yards... That, 40 yards out or something like that so that's the kind of thing balls that Brentford will be whipping in I just think I think we can just win this game um, it's really important that we win because with Man United losing the other day to Fulham it has opened the door a little bit on sixth um, if we can get a run together we've got Newcastle at home nine days after this game we'll have a rest the Arsenal game is postponed now because of the FA Cup if we can win the next two games top six is like non-zero percent so it's a big week. The big games keep on coming. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Chelsea. I think this is a massive game for us. A really important one. Yeah, I think the the way the tables... Like, no one's expecting um, a lot of these teams above us. Maybe all the way up to Villa, potentially, but maybe up to United. Very inconsistent teams. Um, 
Mm. We're we're part of that. I'm not saying that we're gonna, you know. Yeah, definitely. But, but you know, as I say, you know, this this season is very much dominated by how well you can do at home. But um, if you can win away, it's massive. And like three wins in a row, like a home win and away win and a home win, it puts you in a completely different position in this league because of the amount of inconsistency we're seeing from teams um, around this sort of mid-table area. So. Yeah, it's always like, always an opportunity. There's eventually going to run out of games, obviously, but we've got to put some wins together. And you know, Brentford's a good place to start. And and the the position of the players um, going forward has to be, you know, as, as sad as it is, sixth is you know what what we're looking for. That's first. So mm. you know, that's the project from now to the end of the season. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a new season. It's twelve games, whatever it is, thirteen games for us. Thirteen games left, yeah. We, we've got to, we've got to push for it, and that's that's going to be as successful as we probably could be yeah. um, from now until the end of the season. So, if we get sixth, we get to the FA Cup final. Like, that's that's okay. Um, we've got to try and get to sixty points. So, sixty points from here is it's two points a game. So, if we get two points a game from here, that would be twenty six. If we get sixty one points. That that should be the benchmark. I know Craig doesn't really like that points benchmark. But I think to get to sixty points, it's just something to just. It's not a good benchmark. It's not good at all. We should be getting way more as a club. But just to get there would just be fantastic. And a, a twenty point swing above the season before. I think we've got forty four last season. So if we can get like high fifties, low sixties, that is important for the progression because the boards when they're looking at potching the summer, they go well. They've improved this amount of points. So lots to play for. Even if we got. Even if we were go out to go out of the FA Cup to Leicester, still a lot to play for. Um, and you know, if results go our way, we could be seventh in a couple of games. So then the chase is on, and we still play. I think we still play West Ham, um, Brighton, Man United, and Newcastle. I think we still play most of the teams above us, other than Wolves. So yeah, we've, 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 we can if we get some wins together, we can put some heat on the teams above us. Yeah, yeah, we've got a game in hand as well at the moment. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so um, you know we're nine, we're nine points behind United of game we're game in hand, and we're, and the goal difference isn't the thing because they're on they're on level goal difference and they're in six somehow. I mean, it's a miracle really. But um, you know, if we beat United, that's six points, and then you can reel them in. Or you know, if, if we can win our game in hand, that's six points, and we reel them in at three points, that sort of thing. So it's got to keep the momentum up and. Um, yeah, just hopefully have a strong finish of the season because let's be honest, Poch will need that. I think if he has the job by next August, I think this August. Sorry, absolutely. Okay, well, we got a big game on Saturday, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can. Big see game, and you've got you've got a big weekend. You and Craig, good luck. Have, have fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have you've to get the, you on the next you've got one. Got the ESCR t-shirts, <laughs> the merch. <laughs> yeah, let's get some. Need some merch, don't we? Yeah, we do. We need to get some caps out and stuff, but they're all in good time. All in good time. We'll give out if you're at the ground. We'll be handing out merch. We'll start with stickers and badges. Yeah, badges. We can go around with that board. You know, <laughs> people walk around with around the pub. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks very much, Brady. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Great stuff. And uh, nice to nice to be on a, a review of a win. Doesn't always happen here no, on the SCR. Um, but that's all we've got time for today um, we'll be back next week to talk about how we've done against Brentford um, for more updates on all things the SCR you can follow us on x at eat sleep chelsea and instagram at eat sleep chelsea repeat as always we hope you're carefree wherever you may be and thanks for listening